If I told you what that what I put them lads through, you wouldn't believe it. Curling has to be the most difficult, eye-hurting sport I've ever witnessed. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been described as the bridesmaids of Harlan, but today we got married. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air, and then hit it. But, lots of hard like, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through taking place. And we're back. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Hurling Podcast. This week we're joined by Cyril Farrell to discuss the All-Ireland Hurling Championship. And on the show we review last weekend's games while looking ahead to the two Munster semi-finals and Leinster semi-finals this coming weekend. With a key focus on Wexford versus Galway on Saturday. Hope you enjoy. From the weekend's Hurling, Cyril, can we dispel the notion that the yellow ball is an issue? Yeah, well, uh, I saw the ball there that Galway played against Cork lately. It was just in a challenge game, and it's very light, very light. And to me, it looked very small for a senior ball. Even yesterday, I was only watching it closely on television. Like, should the ball, they'll have to look at it. It's, it's, very, it's, it's flying 100 miles an hour, and it's going, the distance it's going, it's, it's really unreal. To me, you know, it's, it's a very light, small ball. It's, it's smaller than the other ball, and maybe it's just the rims are refined. There was, no, there was no talk about it, but I just thought it looked small, and it was travelling just traveling extreme distances, like, you know. That's interesting because the original narrative, I think from a tweet from Owen Murphy and David Glennon had said it as well, that the, that the yellow ball was like a rock. They're talking about the ball used in America. The, yeah. the, that exhibition gave out. The disc, disc ball isn't like a rock at all. I think it's by Cummins and Clark. A lovely ball. Which would remind you of like, a, you know, kind of a smaller version of the senior ball, really. Like, and, and the rims are lovely and kind of light. That like, you know, there's no doubt to go like a rocket. Like if if they have, if they put some microchip in it to, to see the how the speed is going to be very very fast, like you know. Well, it is interesting considering they were worried about it being a bit too heavy, and then no, 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 it's definitely not heavy. No, no, they have definitely venting the bird on the other side. Even if you know it's yesterday, very hard to take the line balls because the ball is very very light. You think that could be contributing? The high score, and when you see should they score you, with that kind of a ball, you'll score from 80 or 100 yards, no problem. You have the direction right, it's going to go over because it's going to fly. They're definitely, like, you know, it'll help the score in anyway. Might help the goalies if the ball, if there's like yesterday, Limerick never took a shot at all at the goalie, just kept tapping over from outside. And all the, all the games were the same, trouble out of scoring from all angles. Like, you know, and to me, like, the ball definitely is light and to me it looks small as well so there's no issue with the defending it's just it's it's down to the ball <laughs> you know like before if you were shooting the ball seven six yards out it'd be a long a great point but you know like to shoot from 100 120 yards no problem like yeah. Torres is a big pitch but i know even the balls went wide like if you looked at closely hitting the net only the door if the net wasn't there they're going to go 30 yards you know they've nearly gone over the wall like it's yeah. just flying now i know Reason, but to me, like it looked very light. It wasn't on to any of the lads though that played in it yesterday, so it'd be interesting to see the feedback there. But you even see Tony Kelly going back into his own his own forty five to hit freeze. Like he's got a great strike, but he wouldn't even be renowned as having you know the furthest of a strike. You've, you've seen Joe Canning going back and taking very long distance freeze and bubbles out the wire and stuff. Now he didn't make it, but even to be going back that far to attempt it, you could be thinking, yeah, he, he's he's expecting to get it. He felt he could have got it, like, you know, like he's an exceptional hurler, but definitely, like, to me, they just, I, you know, I, I got, as I say, I haven't any feedback got from any of the players, I was interested to see, like, of course, the last that the win and safe was perfect. I, you know, the game itself was fine, but, like, definitely, the, to me now, it seems to me that ball was very, very light. Such perfect weather, really, for hurling at the weekend, and we can't expect to have such nice weather for all the hurling coming up. It'll be interesting to see, you know, when there's gale force wind going one way. Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's true, yeah. Be hard to hit it. Well, I suppose you kind of flip it against the jab, but as you say, we're assuming that the weather will be good. If you go back to this time last year, I think we nearly were begin to run the weather. We're running out of names, we're getting names for different storms, you know. We haven't that this year. And like the weekend, the weekend was lovely for Harlan Reed, to be fair. It was great to have it, even to look at it. It was lovely to see again, like you know. Dublin beat Leash quite comfortably, I, w- I would say. And Donald Burke. Yeah. Yeah, Donald Burke, like, was, like, he was missing out last year, a good fella, a good free taker, like, you know, and that crummy up front, like, big and strong and forceful, like, you know, and, like, they would have forwards that would be pace as well, you know, but, like, definitely there was a Connor Burke there that uh, is forced out probably really and uh, played very well kind of as a sweeper. Like, Dublin liked to play as kind of, you know, led back deep and played wonderful forward, but had plenty of time to set up the crossfield ball. and They looked dangerous all through and they were always, they were always going to win it. Okay, you know, 
he's come in and got good scores, but there was, there was always only one winner, really. Like, you know. How, how important was that for Dublin, especially considering last year, you know, Leaf, Leash kind of shocked him last year? Very important. No Matty Kenny and Greg Kenny and the boys and Gavin Carey with them, they're just on the next parish year, Mark Ray and Denairy. They, hurt, they were hurting last year. They just felt to let themselves down after beating Galway. Were, it wasn't that they were running down Leash, but just felt they didn't perform at all. Like, I know they're saying it wasn't a revenge mission, but like, it was a game that they had to win because if they didn't win, you know, it would put a pressure on them. And now they're in a good position, like they're playing Kilkenny, a game under the belt, and they will, they will like, they'll fence themselves in Crow Park because they have a bit of physique and they have pace that Kilkenny won't like. Now they'll get it, it'll be a different game altogether, but they'll be delighted that that went out of the way, and it's, it's a win. It sets them up for the, for the championship, really. Do you think that, that having a championship game under the belt gives them an advantage against Kilkenny? I told you, you can't beat a championship game, especially when you've, you know, the last pretty well, you got no injuries. There's no big name missing. Whereas Kenny will be coming, say, from kind of training matches and that sort of stuff. Like, no, they'll be hard to beat, and Kenny will be favourites, but you'll find that Dublin will be very confident going into the game. Yeah, I was trying to make the argument with Gary that Dublin, more of an advantage because everyone has to travel in their own cars now, whereas they've done that and they have a championship game. Now, Kenny kind of have to do what they haven't done before. Where they're used to going up to Crow Park on a bus, the extra bit of hassle to travel up on their own. Whereas Dublin have done it and they have less to travel. You're trying to shut me down now. What do you think? But everything like that, it's nice that you wouldn't have, like, they've gone through the procedures beforehand, say, with the sanitization, the whole lot. But, like, they'll have that in Crow Park as well. But as you say, they're only down the road, whereas Kilkenny will be traveling. But no one Kilkenny probably just meet maybe beforehand in the hotel across the hall or something like They'll have worked, well worked out. And as you know, like, when Kilkenny won the pitch, whether it's a crowd or not, they're going. Kilkenny, there's one thing about Brian Cody's team, you know what he's going to do. Like, they're kind of dying their backs to play it very well directed whether the ball is lower or they'd be expected to win it that's the way they're hurled they won't change much from that and they'll work very hard whereas you'll have Dublin kind of using overlap coming off the shoulder breaking down the ball onto a runner and yesterday if you saw the game or Saturday like the ball when the, when the sloop got the ball for them say Connor Burke when they got loose they were sweeping it out to the sides all the time given, given that they're only two men inside but it meant like that that they led to the chance of getting onto it and definitely their strength up front was, was very noticeable they won all the cross three points back out the lads coming in from the outside some of the scores they did get now were pure class they might not come against better defenders that's you know, you know that's, that's, that's what can happen but definitely like say uh, Chris Crummy up front you know was, was strong and forceful and using his hit in the right way and throwing it around he would have the runners coming off like you know, the good hurlers like you know the they won't be afraid of Kilkenny will be favourites to me but I think it'd be that close that people think yeah I'd still be thinking Kilkenny would be favourites I, I don't know how much the travel is going to affect them especially as you said Brian yeah. will have it all sorted out that they'd, they'd be up into the hotel and they'll be gathered together and you know it's only an hour down the road or, or up the road as well so and then again I know Dublin have the game under their under their belts but you know we hear a lot about Kilkenny's training sessions and their 15 on 15 might as well be I know it's not a championship game but I'd say it's not too far off it at the same time Yeah well the challenge came there was last week very interesting they started TJ Reid corner forward and the other side was Colin Finley the two corners so that, that'd be unusual that's, that's where they started and they got a lot of goals you know like he has a lot of new lads coming in and to me Kilkenny are better this year than last year they're more it's kind of a new team and they're, they're longer together and they'll still be very, very hard to beat. Like, you know, even last year, I thought to perform miracles to to the final with a kind of, a, kind of, you know, kind of a patched up team, shall we call it. But this year, they're stronger looking. Who was full forward in, in, in that full forward line with TJ and Colin on the corners? I don't, I was funny, it's one of the young lads, I can't think it was one of the young lads from Barry Hale. You know, if you would have been there, like, so you wouldn't have well, Oh, look, I, I still expect Pallet to be full forward against Dublin because you're going to find, like, Owen O'Donnell is back full back. He's a good fella. Yeah. Like, he's a good he's a good hurler. Good as anyone around. Like, and they are, they have, they're, they're stronger than last year. They have Madden back, cornerback. They have Les back from last year. They weren't there to me. They're stronger, but, like, they'll have to be against Kilkenny. One other thing on the Dublin leash game. In commentary, when Danny Sutcliffe took down, I think... Leash player, I'm going to say it was Paddy Purcell, I'm not sure if it was. Leash player going through and Danny Sutcliffe came by and hacked him down with his hurl very cynically. Nicky English in commentary actually said he reckoned it should be a red card. And on the Sunday game last night, the lads were saying, oh, I don't know, as long as it's not a black card. What are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, he was very lucky. He was very lucky. It was surprising because like he's hurling well, but he'd want to concentrate more on the ball, I think, because he's a good hurler. When you see a forward kind of, you know, he's and he's inclined to get act he's inclined to be impetuous at times. Even though he played well, I thought he was kind of kind of selfish at times instead of laying it off trying to do it all himself. And I guarantee you, if he did that to a Kilkenny fella, he wouldn't get off scot free in the sense that it'd been like a shot. You know, like it was it was a cynical forward, but like really this a swipe of a hurler like that has a red car. That's what it. That's what it is like. So he was looking. You you think it's more the fact that it was a swipe of the hurl as opposed to the cynical play? Well, it was both. Like when you strike at a hurl, it's a red card. So to me, he'd go. You know, if that was to happen later on the championship, like he'd go. Now Leash didn't make much of it, but if that was against a stronger team, he'd get surrounded all of a shot. Like you couldn't, you couldn't get let a lad away with that. Like you know, someone would let him know. <laughs> Kaden, so you're uh, condoning uh, crowding the player and letting him know if he if he did something. Genie Mac, like, you know, they were being well beaten at the time. It was just taking it was taking one for the team, which is the way he did it. Like you know, yeah. like if it was if it was football to be a cynical foul, you get a black card. But that's not in hurling. But in hurling, if you strike with a hurl, that's it. If it's deemed to be a strike, now maybe the ref didn't deem it that way, but he wouldn't have the benefit of, of the kind of the, the 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 cameras afterwards. But to me, like it was a, it was a strike. I think it's fairly unanimous that. Ireland people don't want a black card introduced. And I don't actually, we've talked about it before, I don't think it solves the problem of cynical play because you're, if there's someone going in on goal and it's in the last minute and they're and you're two points up, you're going to take them down. And you're, if it's a black card, it doesn't matter. It's the end of the game, you'll take your black card. Would you see any other solution to that? Or do you think it just should be left the way it is? I think the rules are fine. In the Ireland, they're fine if the, if the referees implement them. That's the big thing. Like, you know, saw a referee yesterday pulling a young lad for stepping outside the square. Thing was after that he'd been warned once or twice. That that's that's finicky enough. And yet you see a lad the night before not doing much about a belt. You know, like there are the things the rules are there and they have to be applied. It's just the application of the rules. Most players, like as you know, that are playing, all they're looking for is that they get fair play and, and that the rule is kind of one it's the same in every match. Yeah. Hurling generally, like even even the two games a weekend in the in the big games. You know, uh, they were played in the great spirit. There was no hard, like, usually the Clare Limerick game would be physical, but it wasn't. These boys know another very well, but it wasn't like, suppose there's a, when there's a back door, like, you look at the football championship this year, just say, like, Tyrone, Donegal, or Kerry and Cork, whoever loses are gone. That's not still in the hurling. Like, Clare is still probably meeting this evening in the swimming pool somewhere or, or getting together. And, you know, they're still in the championship and they'll still feel if they can regroup and get a nice draw, they can get a run the other way. It's not the same when it's not knockout. Definitely when it's knockout, like, it's it's a different. There's a real bite in the. It's a bit more bite in the game anyway. Yeah, I actually think that knockout would have been fantastic for the hurling because of that extra bite. Now it's it'd be terribly unfair for any of the teams getting beaten and then that's it, their whole year is gone. But still, the old knockout you can't really beat it. I agree with you. Since I thought this year, especially the way things were, that definitely they would go for knockout with the time and with the COVID, like you know they hadn't any time. And I think yeah. the hurlers would, would want to realise that they're lucky that they are getting a second chance. And of course, the last uh, straight knockout was '96, and we all know what happened that year. So, that's <laughs> <laughs> dancing at the crossroads, huh? Yeah, on to Clare, and you know they're still in it. But you'd kind of think that Tony Kelly needs a bit of help if if they're going to make anything of it. Yeah, well, he's a brilliant hurler, and like he was at full flow yesterday. And like Limerick didn't uh, didn't put any man really on him, man mark a man. You know what I mean? They kind of just they whoever was on him was on him, and he floated everywhere. Boys in the TV were saying he was corner forward. He, started, he was there for a while, but he was all over the pitch. Most of his scores came from outside. That's the way he's going to be moving ever. For, I don't think anything came from corner forward. But like, he's a brilliant hurler. But like, to me, Claire, they'll have to kind of have a long look at themselves. I, I, I really think that their glory years are gone. You know, you look at the week that's gone. Minors well beaten. Under 20s well beaten. Now they had a few injuries, missed a few lads. And the seniors well beaten. Now again, they're missing fellas. But like in the senior set up, you should have the lads there to back up. Definitely John Conlon, a big loss. Colin Galvin, a big loss. They'd be all on Peter Duggan. These lads would be all, they're kind of first team players, really. But, but like, as we done yesterday, they were kind of, I thought early on, Limerick were kind of, they were edgy enough and they kind of, they played a position game, the 20 yard passes, you know, support play, they're very good. When they got into their flow, like, uh, they were kind of just, they weren't in it really. You know, the goal kept in Gint was a bad mistake by the fullbacks, the cornerback, I mean, where he shouldn't be. He's inexperienced, like, but like, they were in the game, but at the same time they were being really out horrible. Like if they look at if they look at it overall, they, they'll see that they were out horrible really. Like and get back to basics, but they have a big it's a big big year, a big step. Now look, they'll they'll get a run in their in their round robin, but like in the overall thing of Clare hurling, like I would think 
that they're best, like we'll say the Tony Kelly's years of the Podge Collins when they came on on trust, like you know, like you had, you had David McInerney there playing centre field yesterday. And he he was nearly, you know, you'd hardly know he was there. No, I don't know how why that maybe oh, that's not his position to meet isn't the position I know, but they've been playing there all year. But like if they're not careful, they're going to slip away and, and what's coming may not be as good and it can be hard enough to get back up there again. Like, you know, so they'd want to work very hard and have a look at what they're at, like because otherwise they're going to slip out of contention. Can't see them coming back really, considering the way Limerick are going and the young lads tip haven't coming up like Yeah, well yeah, it could be but like you know, if you had everyone kind of flying fit and with, with the second like next year goes back to the round robin again, you see, like, you know. But like like if they were gone for the year now, they get two weeks to get together and if they get a nice draw they'll come again. But they haven't they're not what they were, you know what I mean? Like the when you had Podge Collins, they say Tony Kelly flying, Colin Galvin flying, you know, John Conlon going well, kind of Found Peter Duggan, and next thing he makes the team, makes an Arsenal, and then he's gone to Australia. That's a killer to a team, especially like you know a team like Clare or Galway, or even say Wexford or these trying to get through. Like the tip Kilkenny's and Corks. Like when you look at what they have won over the last hundred years or more, they're always clipping a few All Irelands here and there. Whereas the rest was get one now and again. And when we get one, we'd want to build in it. I just yeah. have the feeling that Clare's will call it their glory years could be behind them unless they have a kind of a close look and maybe. I don't know what, maybe the inside, see what they set up. On the whole, I'm talking about the, the, the structure or the hurling in, in the whole of the club at every level. Get back on kind of kind of on a good groove again because to me now they're slipping in Munster at the moment. I think this contributes to the fallout. I think Brian Lowen called for a review of Clare Hurling and because Davies' dad is secretary, he felt highly insulted that Brian had called for a, a review and it became personal. Yeah, well, like, well, that time, like, the, the hurling, they were going well. But I'm just saying to what they were compared to what they are now. You know, I know they're missing players. It's just, you know, you can you can fall off. You can fall off the, you know, you can fall away. Like, you look at Offaly at the moment, like a great hurling county, you know, like, had, had great teams. And now, like, they're below, you know, kind of in, in the, I don't know, is it, is it Nicky Record or Chris Green Cup? Like, you know, I'm just saying, you can slip if you're not very careful. Like, you know, and that's, that's, I would hate because we need all the counties hurling. Saying would that, you? like Clare were Clare were hurling very well in the league. I know they they bet Wexford well enough in the league. They, they, I mean, that was the league final. That was that was a double up of the league final because Clare were top of of their their group. I'm talking about the overall the overall hurling thing. Like you look at this week, uh, minor team well beaten by Cork. Uh, the under twenty team well beaten by Tip. Yeah, the senior team well. Beaten. Just saying to you that they need like you know. Maybe not a big panic, but they need to be. They need to be watching closely what's happening. You know, otherwise you'll slip away. You see a few chinks in the Limerick armor, considering maybe two of the full back line not there. And Richie English isn't far away. Morris will do fine full back. He'll be okay. He'll he'll get on okay. You know, like their half back line yesterday as the game went on came into it. Now they'll have look at that plenty of players that they're they're hurting from last year really because they. But like they believe that they should have beaten Kilkenny last year and they let him all Ireland safe. That's that's what they believe in. And should they're right to believe that that'll be hurting because that will drive them on. So they are going to be a force this year. You know, they're going to they're going to be a force second. Like, the next day I would say against Tip, they're going to be a great game. But that's where the knock that's where when it's knock out, it's a big help because whoever loses, like <laughs> they could still win the all Ireland. Just for example, the next day if Limerick beat Tip, there's nothing to stop Tip coming back the other way win the All Ireland or vice versa. They're still in it because they're 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 two of the strongest teams in the country the whole time. And they'll still be in it next weekend after after the weekend. Like their strength and depth is apart from maybe that fullback line, but the strength and depth they will bring on subs like Pat Ryan and Seamus Flanagan. Yeah, and like the Zoom, the two Bilans are playing very well. And they didn't have David Dempsey there yesterday, pulled a kind of a slight hamstring, could have him the next in. There's a brother of Damon Dempsey there called Alan Dempsey. Uh, he could play, and now you, now you look at him, cornerback, fullback. He doesn't ever seem to get on the panel. Brilliant hurler. We had him in college, and he'd hold his own with any back on that on that uh, Limerick team. And to have that caliber of player around, like you know, that's that's what you want. To have that at the moment, and they're trying to make it out with the sun shining, like you know, like Clare did have that, and they're kind of slipping a bit. Like this, this is Limerick's run at it, and these these are their few years, like you know, that's what I mean, like. The likes of Clare and Limerick, Galway, Wexford, Waterford, we get the few years out. Whereas you look at the tips, the Kilkenny's and Corks, they slip in now and again. Okay, Cork have gone for a good while, but maybe this could be the year too. This could actually suit them when it's nearly half knockout. I know the first half was tight, 15 points each after the first half, but Limerick, I know the, the great start to the second half, they, I think they knocked over five points in two and a half minutes. But from then on, they just coasted. I know there was the goal from Clare 
but that only took away from you know the hammering that they were kind of getting because Limerick didn't even look to be out of second gear in that second half. They just played the ball around. Yeah, they never that, looked under pressure. No, well, you see, like uh, this famous word game management will come into a lot, into a lot, into the vocabulary a lot more now because you have four quarters now, completely different games. So it's how you manage the quarters. Just for example, like yesterday after halftime, if, if, if Tip, uh, Claire came out saying got the first two points, they'd still be in the game. But instead of that, Limerick just flowed. Now, when they analyze the game, they're going to say they're only beaten the third quarter. But as you say, like, Limerick only looked to be in kind of second or third gear the whole time. There seemed to be another gear left and ready to flow through the tackles. But they are a very big, strong physical team. But like to, to manage the quarters, because it's very noticeable, I noticed the club hurling here made a great club championship in Galway. Every quarter, every kind of, we call it a water break or a tea break, we're going to call it. After that, like it, the team that was usually under press, someone took over the next five or six minutes and got three or four scores very quick. And it usually had a big say on the, on, on the game. Like and when you call it the third quarter, I know to me now, like it's the same thing, but it's a big difference between playing 35 minutes flat out and have and then having two breaks. It breaks up the momentum and it gives yeah. us a chance to kind of refocus. And you have to be kind of manage the time as best you can. And it's 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 a, it's going to become it's a big. It's going to be a, a kind of say. It's a. It's a new facet to the game, and, and the managers are cop onto it fast enough. We'll, we'll probably win. You know. Yeah, it was something that was very evident as well in the club championship here in Wexford. That, I and I, I especially think that the the, uh, the fifteen minutes like the, the first after the first water break was kind of the biggest moment where a team could just take the game in in that before half time and just have, have dominated it. But what do you think it's down to? Do you think it's down to the communication from the manager during that? I mean, it's only two minutes. Yeah, it might be. It's what's been like, yes, yeah, only two or three. It's, it's a little bit. But what it's down to, I'd say, really is the players. That some players are known to themselves when the break comes can turn off. You yeah. know what I mean? It's all about winning the hardball again, inch by inch by inch. If you're willing to die on the ball, the 15, well, okay, 14, the goalies and the goals. Like, but that's what the, that's, it's the mindset. You just can't kind of you know you can't switch off because if you do you're caught. It often happens like when the game goes into extra time, uh, say ten minutes each side. Someone will make a break in the first ten minutes and get three or four scores. And the game has got out of sight, yeah. and there wouldn't be that much game at all. You know what I mean? But yesterday, I think Limerick were in a different level to player when they got going, like their their physicality and their fitness to see and their their kind of stick passing and twenty yard passing kind of support play was very very good. Now, okay, Tony Kelly thrown into the mix, but like other than that, like. Uh, like they were on a different level at times, you know. Yeah, and it's, it's the movement as well from them. Like you'd, you'd wonder how they, they just pick out a player like a forward, Hegarty. A lot. Hegarty, I think, got five points and yeah. some fantastic points from the sideline. But he, he'd be on his own out on the sideline at times. Yeah, you'd well, wonder is, like how can they not mark him? <laughs> yeah, well, you see what's happening is you see the clear set up straight. You you'd find out if Limerick were playing Wexford. David Fitz to say the way he played them, like he would make sure that he set, set up in such a way that he they wouldn't be able to float like that. Yeah. He would probably leave the puck outs, he'd leave one of their cornerbacks loose. And he'd make sure that the goalie, that's the one that he'd let the, he'd let the Limerick goalie hit him. And then the full forward would start over to the corner, to the corner back. The corner forward would start over full. He'd have a sweeper behind when he'd look up to clear the ball and he's he they wouldn't let him out. And he'd look up. So he, there's nowhere to hit it. Everyone is marked plus extra, plus you one extra. Whereas like Limerick, and, and they come in draws, what you have to do to stop Limerick is, is to stop that first pass. That first pass is usually 20 or 30 yards with a stick. If that's half stopped, it'll do. But if he gets that one in right and pits, pins lead into his hand, the next one is coming right. If the first one is half stopped. Now, you could go against them, say, 15 straight up, but like they're strong enough catching the air. But the other way, I would say, if Davy was playing them, he would he would make sure that... that He'd, he'd leave the man loose, at the, you know, let them have a loose man and then have it worked out where, where there's nowhere to go. Like that would upset them because they need everything, even the first half it isn't going right yesterday, they need everything kind of clicking, you know. Yeah. And it doesn't click like, you know, you can put them under pressure, but you have to be very good to do that. It takes a lot of training. And similar to the fact that Dublin had that game under their belts against Leash, do Limerick have a big advantage now against Tip? Going into the match on Sunday, uh, they would they'd have that advantage of playing the game. But like usually, like uh, Limerick and Tip, like usually the, the game, the form goes out the window because even when Tip a great teams, Limerick could rise or vice versa, you know. But as I say, like it'll be a great bit of biting it, but it won't be the end of the world because like uh, Tip's last two Irons, like if Kim being hammered was the first time with, with Liam Sheedy, they were hammered ten points by Cork below and Parky Teeve and came back to win it. And the same last year, 
hammered out the gate and everyone was saying, ah, they weren't trying. But like, if you, I tell you, it was at the Munster final and gee, the, 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 the team got chirped stick from their own fans and from the tip fans. Okay, when you win afterwards, but you got to shoot them that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, it won't worry them because they'll be saying it's the same thing again. It won't worry, Limerick won't want to lose, but like, it won't worry them either because they'll be still very dangerous coming through. No matter which team come through, they're going to be, no one will want to play them later on, you know? Limerick yeah. obviously hammered them last year in the Munster final. Yeah, but also as well, that when Tip went on to win the All-Ireland, you had Tip people play, say it in our support, say we weren't trying. Now, to me, that's a loan of baloney. Like, you know, but like, when Limerick hit a good day, they're hard to stop and big and force to get a run on you. Like, you know, like a uh, Tip of lovely horrors and like they would have far more kind of up front. They'd be more composed and clear in the sense they wouldn't be dependent on one. Like Tony Kelly was the one yesterday. They won't be dependent on one. They'll have more. But you'll find that that will still get very hard to beat Limerick. The, the, the match is a big plus. I think they're saying it's in Cork. I'm not too sure. They're talking about Parky uh, Keeve, so I don't know why that is. But like, uh, we know I'm going to it anyway. The two teams. Yeah. So you'd wonder. So who would you call for the for the Tip Limerick game? I suppose on, on what I've seen yesterday, like you know, if, if like it's Tip's first game, they a good few challenges as well. I suppose you slightly go for Limerick. I think. But as I say, it won't be the end of the world because it, the loser could win the All Ireland as quick as the winner. All that. You yeah. Know, that's, that's yeah. The, and the Kilkenny Dublin game. Again, they'll be very tired. I suppose you'd kind of slightly go for Kilkenny. It wouldn't surprise me if Dublin won it now. They're physical. You know, I like O'Callaghan back in the back, swing back. They had uh, the Brooklyn there yesterday, first day out with sweeper played well. Like, uh, Owen O'Donnell gives him a good solid in the back. So if they don't make any mistakes, like, they hint simple goals. When I say simple ones, Kilkenny are deadly for getting these kind of goals over nothing. And they'll, they'll kind of do the right option on it. Kilkenny will be slight favourites, but I wouldn't be surprised if Dublin beat them. The third game is Cork and Waterford. Two, two teams obviously you haven't played yet challenge games have gone topsy-topsy for both of them like Waterford had a tough game against Wexford there last week very physical Cork played Galway there last week as well very high scoring I suppose if Cork River are going to you know we're, we're reading about them and they're coming every year and it's a long time since they came this might actually suit them I think Park Mahoney will be a big loss to Waterford but you'll find that Steve, Steve Bennett will step up to the freeze and you'll probably find he'll get 10 or 12 or 13 he'll get you know he'll get a lot of them but like Mahan is kind of a leader at this stage. He's one of the of the of the older brigade. It depends on what to do. I don't know the team, but where did they play tight to Burka? Where did they play Austin Gleason? You know what I mean? These two are real good. If you get them hurling well, like it's more than Tony Kelly for clear. If they play well, Watford play well. But I have a feeling that Cork should get through this one. Like, you know, uh, Kieran Kingston's gone back in, kind of knew what he was going back into. He feels he had kind of maybe something that he felt, you know, he feels that there's this there's work that he on, on work that he should have maybe done the last time if he's had to do this time he wouldn't have gone back in unless if he's his title there so I would expect Cork to get over Watford this time Has Liam Cal kind of put himself under a bit of pressure now I know he, he, dro- he obviously dropped Noel Connors and Dan Shanahan this Norris is- oh, Norris Dan's got a few years Dan would play as well now if you asked him I'd say he would and he wouldn't be too bad either but that's that's almost a year ago they weren't on the panel and only a few weeks ago this has been coming up again with the both of them. Like, Yeah, well, I suppose he went in, he, he knew he was going in and he kind of made a statement going in. You'd wonder, like, at the time, why did he pick them two in the sense that there was no trial games played and that, uh, to me, like, Morris can be very good, can blow hot and cold, he's still a good player. And Oli Connors, he always looks slow, but he always played very, very well. Like, uh, maybe he was thinking he's not fast up. My God, he's a good hurler, though. Like, you know, so he will be under a little bit of pressure. But, like, to be fair to him, he's been at every kind of a college game now early on in the year when they were on. Like, he had lads in college. They're nearly all somewhere in colleges all over the place. And any game I was at, he was there, you know, kind of taking notes and watching the fellas. It's a it's a big it's a big year for him because, like, um, Parik Fannin never got away from the shadow of, of Derek McGrath. Mm. You know, Derek's print was on the team and, you know, they went near winning all Ireland and didn't win. And people, you know, he was, he was, he never got out of his shadow, I felt. And then he left. Now, that at least, you know, he hasn't that, he hasn't that shadow over him. Like, you know, there's, there's a gap in between. And I suppose he's trying to put a stamp in his own team. But if I, if I, you know, if he could have the likes, if I know there are different heads in there, but to me, if he was trying to settle the team, if you got tied to Burke in full back playing well, so I'm playing for UCD and he played very well. And he got Austin Gleason settled into centre back and taken over like the way he can. To me, you could build a backline around that and they have plenty of flair up front. You know what I mean? They have hurlers up front, but they don't seem to be doing that because Austin seems to be playing wing back or midfield or something before, not setting the position. Like Tiger's back from injuries, don't know where they're playing, but like they might be just a bit unsettled. And you know, it's the first time if Cork get a run in you, it could be a high scoring game there now because both of them like to play open hurling, you know. So 
I still think Cork, if they're going to make a, you know, if they're going to make a, they need to win that game. You know, if they're going to make a kind of a, a statement this year, they need to be winning every game, I think. Yeah, it's not much for Waterford, depends on Gleason, I think. Yeah, well, like, as you know, like, he's, he's a brilliant player. And if he plays, like, if he plays well, you know, he can blow, he can blow everyone out the gate. Like, he's, he's like, he had a great year too early on and then kind of faded maybe through fitness and that. But, like, he's getting more mature now and he knows this isn't going to last forever. So, you know, it's a big year for him. But, like, if he puts his head down, like, he's kept leading, leading that Waterford team. There's no doubt about that. Do you think it could be a hindrance to him that he can play everywhere and he kind of does play everywhere rather than settling into a position and just owning that position? Well, that's very true. That can happen when you're kind of adaptable. But like it's up to the management to put him in his best position, you know, and let him let him let him dominate the game from that position, you know. So like to, to, for me anyway, like uh, I'd always love a centre back to if he was good enough, if he was down enough, or or a full back. Like you know, you can you can dominate. Like you can build a team if you have, if, if the backs are right and settled. Oh, there are plenty of good hurlers like this, in the backs, and they're very good. But these boys are capable of being leaders on the team. If you get them going well, they ignite they ignite the whole county behind them again. Like you know. Yeah, and then on the other side, while they again they have a lot of good hurlers, but there's so much that is relying on on. Pat Horgan for Cork. Well, sure, he's a brilliant player. And like in the more than you know, the more than Tyler Burke or Austin Lee, no one would grudge him if he wouldn't learn. Like for him alone, like because he's he's a fantastic hurler. But they have been popping up big scores in challenge games, and I know their club hurling all the games are big scores. And okay, they might not go up against great defenses, but they have they, they are very kind of flat. If they get a run, you they can flash scores everywhere. Uh, like the last few years, there's been this thing about their metal and that, but I, I don't think that's. That's fair to them, really. They're as strong as physical as any other team. Like people are forgetting they, were, they, were, they, had, they were, had nearly Limerick gone, and we need the extra time got caught. You know, if, if that if they won that, you don't know what you would, you know, you'd be talking about in a different light. Yeah. They'll have the same horrors that plenty of good young lads coming through. And even though they didn't win the other 21s against Tip during the last few years, their quality was still very good. They'll get as many out of it as anyone would. In those games, you could see lads. There's a fella, I don't know if he'd be playing now, Decky Dalton. Yeah, yeah. special, and he was nowhere near. He wasn't anywhere near the team a couple of years ago. Yeah, he's a good fella. He's a big, strong lad, and kind of a target man up front. Probably his best position will be full forward, like as well, more than Pat Harden. But like, yeah, he'd be, he'd be on most teams to have that talent. Like, and when they get going, they have the, their love, lovely, crispy horrors. Like, and you know, you just you couldn't rule them out. But now, usually, when it gets physical and tight, and the weather, the weather wouldn't suit him now because they're kind of top of the ground. But they need to make a statement, and I think for them to do well this year, they need to win every game. I don't think they, like they wouldn't do well losing. I don't, I think they'd hit them very hard. Whereas Watford, why they would, they'd hate to lose. I don't think they'd affect them as much. They'd, they'd still come out and blow hot the next day, like you know, because they're kind of used to doing that. You could never write them off. Now we'll move on to the big one, sir. <laughs> yeah, to the real one. <laughs> <laughs> All the rest of that was just was just a build up to what what we really want yeah, to talk yeah. about. We'll try not to get an argument over this now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are Wexford an advantage in that their manager has been there? This is his fourth year, and Shane O'Neill is his first year and quite a disrupted year, I would say. Yeah, big advantage. Uh, David's been through it all before. It would also Wexford that's inside out. You know, to be fair to Shane O'Neill, it's his first time in. And when the world kind of getting going in the league, the next thing the thing was called off and everything was off. No, they're all the same about him. But to me, I think Wexford way fitter. And uh, they'd have more done together over the years. Now, Galway would have good hurlers, and most of them are fit. There's a lot of, well, there's a few lads injured now. Dahi Burke, I'd say, is gone. Calf injury. Um, the cornerback lad is gone as well, I think. Tui, Adrian Tui, kind of injured. And John Hambry, the other cornerback, is gone. So the, the full back line, I'd say, be, I think they'll already have to be, through no fault of the and I said, and there'll have to be a new full back line, which is, which is dicey enough going in. But, you know, they have a lot of hurlers. They still have the Joe Cannons there. You have Joe Cooley. Uh, you know, you have the two manions, you have good hurlers, but it's go with they've been around a while. And like, if they, if they don't make a statement soon again, they're going to go like 10 years in inter county hurling is a good while, you know, without injury. Let's hope everything goes right for you. And then, one to yourself, five of them you're coming, and then the other five you're going. You know, you don't realize yourself, but you are. So, you have to kind of make hay with the sunshine. This goal set up now, like Aidan Hart is slightly doubtful, got a bad injury there, and then club matches and right either. So they have a lot of injuries in the backs. They have a lot, they have all the forwards, they're all available in the midfield, but from the midfield back, it's it's kind of dicey. And knowing the way knowing the way David set up, like he'll tell you he won't, but like he'll he'll be very defensive and they'll work together, they'll come together in droves. And if you looked at the you looked at the video again of the game against Tip last year, they were very unlucky, especially in the first half. If they gave the extra pass. 
and it struck in the first half. They would they would have walked three or four goals into the net. Like it was not tip or tip knew what was coming, yet they couldn't stop it. I can see him doing the very same to go like that. They'll come in droves off the shoulder. Like you know, the purists mightn't like it. Don't be driving the eighty or ninety yards. We not them, but like he doesn't mind if he wins. That's all he's trying to do. Like and he he let them set up in such a way. They'll be very defensive. Like uh, if Tony Kelly was playing against Wexford, I wouldn't expect him to be running around loose, picking every ball up and putting it over the bar. Because it definitely be so marking. So if Dahi Burke is gone, he's would gone. You, would you expect I, McInerney to be full back? I'd expect McInerney to be full back. Yeah, and uh, there's a young lad there kind of coming through. Northern you want a Darren Morris at cornerback? I would think the other cornerback could be a young fellow as well called Sean Loftus. Played minor for years ago. Galway will figure that that Davey will play defensive and come and draw. So they'll have a lead loose as well. And I think that Loftus could play a sweeper. That back line, you'll probably have um, Joseph Cooney could be there somewhere. Um, there's a lad called Shane Cooney, a brother, Connor Cooney's good hurler, a bit slow, but very good hurler, and probably Parik Mannion. They'll be fine, you know, they'll have, but as you go up, like, you're still covering over. There's a lot of the regulars that aren't there, like, and they wouldn't be used to the system that Wexford will probably play against them. It's hard to play against it, but they'll have them regulars and they'd, they'd be, they would be good hurlers, like, but, I, I don't think that, <laughs> I, I really believe that Wexford would be way fitter than them for the start like you know now Joe, Joe Canning didn't seem to get a lot didn't get a lot of hurling over the, the club championship what sort of form will he be in ah, he's in good form you know like the Pertumna had, had a great team like and kind of gone from that now like and you know they're, they're seeing what the other half live like now like they're, they're, but again they, they won a couple of All-Irelands and they won a lot of club championships when they were good yeah he wouldn't have as hard a championship as other years like and he's in good form uh, most of the games he's played in the challenge games he's played wing forward I thought they might chance in full be a fierce target man in there but he's furs out the feed that's where he seems to be now you'd have him and you'd have Conor Cooney in the half hour then probably Cahill Mannion and inside you'd have um, you'd probably have Jason Flynn uh, Conor Whelan and a young guy called Brian Concannon they, they're, they're the main lads that are in line anyway at the moment playing the challenge games Concannon was turning yeah. it on towards the end of the league yeah a good player came through the ranks plays with Clymer Daly good hurler he's the kind of we call it kind of the new kid on the block there anyway so far you know you don't see Evan Nyland featuring? Well, he's a great, lovely, beautiful horror, great free taker. Like, but you know, you might be able to carry two of them. Like Joseph uh, Joe Cannon would be the free taker. You know what I mean? That, I would think. No, he'd be strong, but uh, I couldn't see him. Like, where would he go against Wexford? Like, Christ Almighty, they'd put him in their back pocket and eat him and then throw him back out again. Like, you know, he's very light and very small. Like, Wexford likely be playing. You know, this will be their All Ireland. Like, no one fits. He'll have them tuned to the hilt. They might make mistakes, but like they'll fight, they'll die on their backs and very fit and they'll come, you know, they'll, they'll be very, like you look at like, probably Liam Ryan will be, will be say, full back, you'll have Fennin in goals, you'll have uh, Kevin Foley probably sweeping all the place, Rick will be playing, Jack O'Connor, Rory O'Connor, all them Leslie Chin, Liam O'Bacover, who might even know, McDonald, uh, Dio Keefe. Yeah, you see, they're all, they're Rick, if he has, yeah, if he has all them, which I think he has, you know what I mean? I think they'll be very, very strong. And I know, to me anyway, they're going to be way fitter than most other county teams. I mean, physically fit. And they'll bring that kind of running game, you know, off the shoulder. And shoot the pop points, but like, because he'll, he'll have let's shoot from outside. It's hard, to, when you're not used to, like, it's hard to play against it. You know, it's, there's no doubt about that. It mightn't look fancy, but, you know, you don't mind that and you're winning. You don't think the, you don't think the COVID scare a couple of weeks ago affects Wexford? Well, I, I think it could be a plus in the sense that they're all tested now and they've gone past. To me, it's over. It wouldn't help. But like you, you probably have... I understood in my, in my innocence that they're all being... Te- every night they've been trained that they've been tested anyway. But it didn't seem to be happening only, only if someone kind of showed up with it. But like he, Wexford have all that done now, whereas other counties might be only starting bits and pieces. Like it could hit another county now and they'll be gone for the 14 days, whereas Wexford to me are over, do you know? Hopefully so. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully so. so. It's the last thing you want in any of the championship games for, you know, the couple of days before that a player gets it or might be in close contact with somebody and then, you know, it's just putting doubt over the whole fixture and... Oh, yeah, you don't you don't want it. You know what I mean? No no one wants it. And you don't want to see county lads lose. You don't want to see a county losing players. After saying that, I see where Antrim played yesterday and then and give Westmead a right good trouncing with a lot of lads missing turned up yeah. and played their game. But they... Oh, there's a team that has their club championship was very good this year to beat Saisaw it and their, their their senior team they had, they're, they're all pulling together you know and uh, they are a bit they're nicely a bit better than people think at the moment Antrimer they, they, they'd handled a lot they, they, they do okay against a lot of the so-called superior teams Interesting to see next year if they if they make the step up If they stick together they will And would Galway 
considering the last few years, David Davies Wexford has played Galway every year, beaten Galway in the league Walsh Cup. But we haven't beaten him in Championship. Would Galway people like just feel confident of beating Wexford in general? I think with the team at the moment, there'd be more hope than confidence. They don't know. You see, there's no one going to training. There's no one seeing them playing match. You know what I mean? Now, the championship was very good because the lads, the weather was lovely. All the county lads were playing and played well. Now, David Burke probably carried an injury. To, I don't know how he's fixed now. He carried an injury to county final, but he might be okay. But all them boys, Connor Cooney was hurling well, the brother Shane Cooney. They all, they were all, all you pick out the county lads, to be fair. But no one knows how they're going. And I would think they don't know themselves. They played a game against Limerick. First half were winning the game. Second half, made a few switches, blown out of it. Played a game against Carp, very high scoring. I don't know who won in the end, but it was, it was the showdown at the OK Corral. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like that, they're the kind of matches they're playing. Uh, you see, again, Shane O'Neill is probably going to have to stick with, with what he kind of half knows. You know, like he, he's very hard to be a new fella now because even from the club championship, because he hasn't that much done with them. So I, I think it'll be, if they're fit, it'll be the tried and trusted. Uh, it'd be interesting to see there's a new fella with a fairly new fella called Fintan Park, good player, plays with Thomas's. Good in the air, good wing back, good full back. You know what I mean? Hardy under the ball. Uh, he, he'd be on it. So he's a new lad that will be on now. He'd be on, you know, he should be on it, I would think. Will he be wing back or do you think he could go full back and have Garod back well, and centre back? I'd, I'd say if McInerney be full back and I'd say he'd go wing back, you know, yeah. Fintan. That's the look. But he would never have played the kind of a game that that, that, that I think Wexter are going to play, that kind of running short game coming in droves, you know what I mean? Lads moving all the place. Like, so like, uh, say, number 10 for Wexford, the, the, the number on the back won't have any bearing where the lad is playing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or Dio Keefe bombing forward. Like they can afford to bomb forward because they know they've been covered at the back and he'd pick up a lot of scores. Oh, we wouldn't be like a lot of the lads wouldn't be used to that With all the time that Davies had to think about this, you'd you'd probably expect a few more tricks up his sleeve. Oh, I should know on him, he will. He like he will, but he once once he has a full artillery to pick for my like for what I'm hearing, like is that all all the lads are all fit and well, and that's that's a big like, when you're picking from a full deck, it's a big, it's a big plus, like you know. What kind of changes has like what what difference is Shane O'Neill trying to make tactically in the way Galway play? Well, I don't know. Is he trying to make anything tactically? I suppose he's trying to settle down. You see, like if you had Dahi Burke, he'd be full back. You know what I mean? McInerney would probably be centre back, and Joseph Cooney wooming and Parik Van and the other way. No, that's that's gone. So he has to go back with a new full back. Played during the league, Gareth McInerney, strong physical man, and now he has to have, I would think, two new cornerbacks. So that's a complete new full back line that he that he didn't have. Well, he had McInerney during the but other two. So like, you know, it's, it's for him. I would think he's just trying to settle into an ordinary plan. Like, I would like to play open hurler, you know, and kind of maybe work work way to be very high and maybe swing the ball a bit out, kind of twenty yard passes a bit like Limerick, but not as tuned to the same extent as Limerick. I'd have to say that at the moment anyway. Unless like they would like to be like that. That's the kind of type he love an open game. But but I can't see Wex. I can't see David let him do that. Because he will know Gaw would like say maybe even a kind of a, a shootout that it that it suit Gaw would like that figure to be you know that have good horrors up front they'd they'd love that kind of loose stuff but I can't see him letting do that so to me he'll 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 have the backs very well tight and he'll play extra back there and we you know he'll play you won't have six forwards a lot of the time up front for Wexford you'll have three and four and then you'll have six attacking on again and then swinging back whereas we're Gaw are going to have loose pin at the back and the big thing is that when they get the ball loose to be able to pin it in the right place, not just hit it up to a Wexford man, you know. That's that's you know, and he hasn't he really hasn't that much time with a few matches in the league to kind of different and then the whole thing is called off. Then he starts off again with a few challenge games. So he's in a tough like I need a new I need the new managers really, the same, you know, same McCall and he says they're in a tough situation. They haven't as much work done, say, as the as the Kylies or the David Fitzes or Brian Cody's or Matty Kinney's. They're settled in, you know what I mean? So there is a big difference, like. You think Sean Loftus is most likely to be that man, a free man at the back for Galway? Well, you see, he, he would like that role. He played it for the for as a minor team. He would not learn played under twenty one. He likes that role. So if he's playing, he'd like that. Now he's a nice horror, but he's a bit small. He'd suited to me like to play him in the challenge game. So I would think that they're thinking, you know, that maybe there won't be six up there for for lot. Now he's a good horror, but like he he'd be very light. He wouldn't be he wouldn't be physically that strong. It's funny as well with the the fact that Galway are missing so many from the full back line, but then. I know Connor Mack is in there and we do play it into Connor Mack a bit, but Wexford don't they don't exploit full back lines as much because they only play two in the full forward line kind of. So I'm wondering is there is running there that David could be targeting either. Yeah, well if you if you looked at the match yesterday and Limerick won it well, like they had only two in, like 
that's the way it worked out. But they were contented to poke the ball over the bar from outside. There was very little. Even got the, I don't know that the goal had to make a save. Really, I don't like, think you know, he did. Did never, he? Never went for the juggler. Now, as you say, Conor Mack a lot of the time winds up there on his own. But not time when he gets in there, he'll take a lad on and go for it. Now, Wexford now wouldn't have played three on three up there. Now, David could cause like at times the three will wind up there, but he'll, they'll come back out again. Like you know. Doesn't usually he doesn't usually play a fifteen, say a goalie and six backs, two midfielders, six forwards. That one, that's not usually oh, yeah. style. Yeah, it could be anyone who pops up there. Yeah, you had Sean Murphy yeah. popping up there. You could have one direct yeah, popping yeah. up there. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. You could have or Kevin Foley. They'll drive forward because they know when they do drive forward, they're being protected at the back. That's the big thing. They're they're allowed. He'll want them doing that. So it's it's hard for for goal backs to track back and for why they want to hold their on. That's the biggest thing. Like, you know, so to me, only would have to have a lot of work done on, on what's, you know, with the, with the Wexford as power and true. Do you think that Davy alters his tactics a bit considering the time of year that the weather won't be as nice? Yeah, well, I, I think it might suit them because, like, uh, they will work very hard. They'll have trained through all this, all up, like, knowing him, they'll have done all the training this kind of weather last year. Mind. Like, he has a good bit of time with them and he has them. They are toned now. Like, it's a small bit from last year would drive. If they can improve a small bit from last year, they're going to be serious. Like, you know, that's the way he'll be looking at it. Like, if they do, they're going to win. We were saying in February how when Wexford played Clare, they lost because they kind of played a, a more of a summer game plan. Or Clare were all long ball and it kind of suited the winter a bit. And then the week, a week later... Wexford played Kilkenny in a, in snow and snow and wet. And then storm. Game Force win. Game Force storm, win. storm, basically. And Wexford's short passing game was just the ideal way to play in a storm. Yeah, it's like it's like a football team playing against the wind, say, the short passing. Like you'd often see it'll work, the short passing, they'll work with the play as well against the breeze as with it because it's short anyway. They're not kicking it. You know what I mean? They're working it through the lines. Now that's. Limerick work it through the lines, but they do a 20 or 30 yard pass to the hurl. Whereas Wexford are kind of working through the lines, but it's off the shoulders, kind of hand passing more than hurdle passing. Like, you know, have to be very fit to do it. Have yeah. to be very, very fit. And you have to have, say, 20 players, four or five that are ready to come on and, and, and pick up the slack. Because you'll find that the 14 outfield players won't be able to keep going for that 70 minutes. But, like, they're probably getting there. And if you were to call it? I just had the feeling this time that Wexford will win it. I think they're, I think they're a bit more ready. Like go work unsettled definitely if them injuries are true and I think they are like it's unsettling like uh, like these boys will be on the team that's the thing they're more than clear yesterday like uh, it's alright saying like uh, well John Collin didn't play well lately but like on song he's a good player Colin Galvin great player and he's on song like Peter Duggan these boys are big you know what I mean they're big team they have done it on the big day and when you're missing them it's a big loss like so to me like it's the same at Galway on, 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 on Saturday evening. They'll be up against but But it won't affect them in the sense that Galway will be still, even if they get beaten, they'll be still very dangerous coming back in the back door because they would improve at the matches. Like, this is the first match and more than Wexford. Like, you know, it's just the feeling that the fitness of Wexford might get them over the line because knowing Davey, he'll have, a, he'll have a hell of a lot of work done. Yeah, that's all right. That, that was the right answer. <laughs> you, you wouldn't be trying to feed Wexford a... Uh... False information, right? <laughs> ah, no, 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 no. Sure, if he hears, if David, if David hears that, oh, you're making us famous. But I, I, I do believe, like, I think they were very unlucky last year. Like everyone, tip went, went on to win all Ireland. But if you looked at that video again, as I said, like, ooh, that could have gone. They were unlucky. That could have gone Wexford's way, like you know. And uh, they've been around. Oh, it's a big year for them. Like you know, this to me, like this is the culmination of all the few years David is there. Like this, this is his. I have a feeling this could be his year. You know, and he thinks that of himself too. So. That's a big plus. So you have Wexford for this and Kilkenny v Dublin. What about Leinster outright? Yeah, could go either way. Wexford, Wexford want to win it. But again, Wexford, it won't stop Wexford to me. It wouldn't stop the win that Ireland losing it. Like, you know, they have, they have the Indian sign in Kilkenny. Like, uh, the last few games, like, they're able to, they're able to out-muscle them. Like, if they meet in the Leinster final, I can guarantee you, the referee want to be on his toes. Because Kilkenny will feel the last few times they've met with so that they've been bullied. Like, you know, legally, you know what I mean? So they won't want to take that again. So I'd expect, expect it to be explosive. Now, Kilkenny will be expecting to get through. But like Wexford, it's funny when you get a grip on a team, and he, Davey has that over, over Kilkenny the last few games, he'll be expecting to win it. Now, before we go, Cyril, with all this, it's almost as if I, I'd say reckon 50% of teams now play a sweeper. Even club, you see teams playing sweeper, yeah, yeah. bringing a man back. Would you credit yourself with being the first to bring a man back? 
I don't know. I don't know that now. How <laughs> I played the tournament bit? Yeah, yeah. It was just a different thing at the time. That time it was all very straight up, you know. But like as David said, they're not really sweepers. They're just an extra defender. Like it. you look at you, you cut your cloth to suit your team. Like uh, you know, we played three midfielders and we had five up front. You know, kind of. Again, if you have five forwards up front, the, the more space you have up front for, for forwards, the better. But like it can work for you or against you. Like, but look, that's the way the game has gone. And now, like if you notice, like with all the rooks. Like, you know, before that never happened because now everyone's it's all possession, short passing when it breaks down, everyone's on top of it. But years ago, like if a cornerback got a ball years, years ago off a corner forward, he gave it one clip and it went up the hole into the pitch. Now, like you're working through the lines, and there's a fair chance the more passes you give it away up, the better chance it's breaking down. Whereas a direct ball, it doesn't break down, but it's a different type of game. That's why, like, the, the skill level is fantastic now and the fitness, not a but in actual fact, you're going to find that the games now are slower. Because the balls are coming through the line, whereas before it was direct ball and you had to you had to win your own ball, really, which was hit. Well also if you if you drop a man back, you have less men in the forward. So yeah, you just oh, yeah. You have you have to be more you know accurate with your with your pass. Oh, yeah. And like when you drop a man back, you're forcing the other team to have an extra man as well, unless that they're brave enough to put the, to mark them with the, the sweeper. And then of course you see that have worked perfectly for the lead have the sweeper because you have stuff up in the forwards. You'd have yeah, you'd have you'd have fourteen in front of we'll say the Wexford goal, and you'd only have ten in front of the Galway goal, say with Fitzy Fitzy one. So like you're clogging up. So like it's hard to you know what I mean. You have to now a lot of smart lads will say, well, why why let why let the opposition dictate what we do? We'll we'll do something first. And that can be addressed in true, like you know. No one ever does that. You, you never see someone follow the sweeper anymore. It'd be interesting to see if someone did it. Yeah, well, a lot of smart teams would, would have figured out, well, okay, we'll leave the, they know that the sweeper is a good hurler and they'll have one of the corner forwards not to pick up the sweeper and they'll leave a corner back loose, whoever that corner back is, and they try to figure out in their wisdom which is the weaker one. And then, then they leave him loose, you know, or the full back, whichever it is. You know, you're, you're probably going to find on Saturday evening, Wexford and Galway, that the Wexford, the team, well, the all the forwards or midfielders will be in a huddle when the ball's been thrown in. Then they'll break all over the place. And Galway will be wondering who's on who. Like that, you know, he'll, he'll be doing little things to confuse opposition. That, like David always try different things. That's that's his game. It does happen. You see a lot at the start of the game. And then there's, there's literally no one in the Wexford forwards half of the yeah. field. Yeah, well, like that's that's like he'd be doing, he'd be doing things, he'd be trying things. He'll take quick line balls, quick puck outs, like you know, he's good at them. And like he'll 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 suit he'll get things to suit his team. And when the team buys into it, you see, they're very hard to beat. They'd buy into it. If you don't buy into it, of course, you won't be with them. That's the way it is. Like now, sir, I think we've taken up enough of your time. Yeah, no problem. Thank Enjoy. you very much. You've been very yeah. generous. Yes, we look forward to Saturday evening. Yeah, thanks very much, Cyril. Thanks everyone for listening. Unfortunately, Shane Tompkins couldn't make it as he is said to be distraught at not being picked for Ed Rosam's acting gig. We'll be back next week with another podcast. Hopefully looking forward to a Leinster final. In the meantime, if everyone could just tell one friend about the podcast, that'd be great. Thanks. Most importantly, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us to take a